peace to you this morning. It is good to be gathered here today as we settle in this place and in this space. I invite you to take just two or three deep breaths. Let us now prepare our hearts and minds to worship God. Please rise and body or spirit for the call to worship. Easter is not an event that has occurred. Easter is a story not complete. Easter is the season of wild hope and potent promise. Prayers continue in quiet. Amen. Friends, know that the risen Christ often reaches out to us in unexpected ways. In those times when you might be struggling to be more loving or more forgiving, know that even then, God loves and forgives. Through Jesus Christ, we are continually made new. Thanks be to God. Amen. As we continue in our time of prayer, now is the time when we like to share with each other, share our joys, share our concerns, so we can be in prayer for and with one another. Uh, we hold our Pastor Rob in our prayers. He, this week, is on a week of study leave. He's been a part of a pastor cohort for many years now, and they always meet once a year. 
Of course, they haven't been able to meet in person. In fact, since I think 2019 is the last time they met in person. And this week, they again have a chance to, to be together to talk mostly about preaching, but also about other areas of ministry. So certainly pray for Rob and all of his cohort this week. And what else? What else is on your minds today? Oh, yes. Amen. Yes. I'm appreciative of that, too. Thank God for all the beautiful weather we've had. Fred. So uh, Fred is giving thanks for the memorial service for Karen Arnett, which was this past Friday. Lots of time for sharing and remembering a wonderful woman. If you weren't able to be here, the service is on our YouTube channel. You, you can watch it there at any time. Others? Yeah, Sharon. Certainly, you all are in our prayers. May everything be okay over there, no doubt. And Caitlin, thank you for stepping in. Yeah, Carol. So a friend of Carol's who lives in Indiana lost his wife last summer, and then he himself has been hospitalized a few times since then. So definitely prayers for him and you as you support him. Yeah, Bonnie. Absolutely. Bonnie's great-granddaughter, year and a half, with hip dysplasia, was going to have surgery this week. Yeah. Nancy, did I see your hand? Absolutely. So first, uh, offering our continued prayers for those in Ukraine, and you included those in Russia, prayers for peace. Um, and the weather is on our mind. We appreciate the beautiful weather and prayers for rain that we certainly need, absolutely. Anyone else? All right, so let's, let's have just a few moments of quiet as we hold all of this in our hearts, and then I will lead us in the Lord's Prayer. So let's be in prayer together. Gracious God, you do hear the prayers of your people, and for that we give you thanks. And hear us now as together we pray the prayer that your Son taught us, saying, Our
But we'd say, wow, you look so different. And then they saw Ben, my friend Ben, and they said, Ben, he looks like a grown man. And of course, he's not, but he looks like a grown man. He's so strong and he's tall now. And they, it was, wow, things have changed. Well, today, you are going to hear a story about some of Jesus' friends that saw someone they hadn't seen in a while, and they didn't recognize him. I want to play a little game with you. I have some pictures here, and you tell me if you can find, if you know somebody, if there's someone you might know in this picture, okay? Is there anyone you know in that picture? No? Oh, there, your dad is in this picture? That would be really weird, because this is my family. <laughs> so, which one do you think is me? Which one? Can you point to it? Which one do you think is me? If it's the old bald guy, I'm going to be really upset. If you think <laughs> that's my father. No. Yeah, that's me right there. That's me right there. Yeah. Okay, let's try another one here. I am in this picture. Can you find me in this picture? These are, this is some of my friends from college. You point to the one you think is me. That one? That looks nothing like me. <laughs> You're like, I don't know which one. I'm just going to pick the, the worst choice. Which one do you think is me? You got it. You actually, you got it there. Yes, this is when I had more hair. Yeah, so that's me in college. Okay, we'll try one more. Let's see. All right, this again, this is my family in the 80s. And you see some of the fashion has returned. Can you find me in this picture? Which one do you think is me? You can't recognize me. Oh, my. That's, that's my cousin, Laura. Yeah. So that's a good choice. But I like her sweater. Yeah. That's actually me right there, down there. I apparently was not happy to take this picture, so many years ago, I was not cooperating. So it's interesting, you know who I am, but you couldn't quite recognize me. And my friend Caitlin is going to share a story with you today about Jesus' friends when they're on this road to a certain city, and there's someone they meet, and they don't quite recognize who it is. There's someone really important to them, and I wonder who it was that they didn't really recognize. So we're going to follow my friend Caitlin out there. Middle schoolers, we're going to make a field trip to the grocery store, and then we're going to be back. So that's where we're all headed, all right? Go, Go now, now in peace. So as we alluded to in our call to worship this morning, um, Easter's not over. It may kind of seem like it because we celebrated it two, two weeks ago, right? We've moved on to other things. But here in the life of the church, Easter is a season. The season of Easter lasts all the way till Pentecost, which is in early June. So today we're going to look at a story that is truly an Easter story. Uh, but one that still makes sense to hear and to think about during this Easter season. And in your bulletin, the scripture passage and the sermon are listed as two separate things, but today that's going to be uh, a little different. We're going to combine the two as, as we think about this story and think about how this, these ancient words really still speak to us in our lives today. So the scripture is from uh, the Gospel according to Luke. That's it. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> now, on the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. So this is just what Jeff was sharing with the kids, right? And every time I hear this, 
I have to say, I'm a bit flabbergasted that these people, these travelers on the road, didn't recognize Jesus. Like, he's standing right next to you. Like, how do you not recognize that's Jesus? But then I remind myself that certainly there have been lots of times when God has been present with me, and I too have failed to recognize God's presence in my midst. So we can't be too hard on these travelers. It makes me remember when I was in high school, every time that my church youth group did a service project or went on a mission trip, our youth pastor at the end of our service time would always ask us this reflection question. She would ask us, when did you see the face of Christ in another? After any service work we did, when did you see the face of Christ in another? And it was such an important reminder that Christ is with us all the time. And so it's up to us to acknowledge and to recognize Christ's presence with us. You know, certainly we have all at one time or another been blind to Christ's presence in our lives. So may our eyes be opened May our eyes be opened even those times that Jesus may be in disguise. Open my eyes wide as I can, blind as I am, blind as I am. So open my eyes wide as I can, blind as I am. Blind as I am, Jesus in disguise. Jesus in disguise. So open my eyes wide as I can, blind as I am, blind as I am, Jesus in disguise. He said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? They continued, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. 
Some of those who were there with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Woman weeping in the garden, who has pushed the stone aside? Who has taken Jesus' body, Jesus Christ the crucified? Woman waiting in the garden, after men have come and gone, after angels give their witness, silently you watch the dawn. Woman dancing from the garden, find the others and proclaim, Christ is risen as he promised. Tell the world he knew your name. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. So if we think about those women, imagine the variety of emotions experienced by them when they found that tomb empty. Like surprise, curiosity, fear, wonder, shock, just to name a few. And then add to the empty tune a vision of angels. I mean, what a morning it was for them, right? <laughs> now, the prominent emotion for these travelers on the way to Emmaus seems to be sadness or, or grief. You know, their friend has died. The body is gone. They don't know what to make of it. I mean, yes, yes, angels have shared the good news that Jesus is alive, but that is so hard for them to comprehend. You know, it certainly is quite a leap to go from mourning Jesus' death to joyfully proclaiming that he is risen. And these travelers haven't made that leap yet. But that's okay. You know, thank goodness that God understands the complexity of our human emotions. Thank goodness that God travels that road with us from death to life, from grief to joy, from confusion to understanding. Now, that doesn't mean that Jesus was always the most patient. Did you hear what he said to the disciples? How foolish you are! Not the only time Jesus said that to the disciples. But after he says this, he also takes the time to interpret the scriptures for them. You know, he knows they're confused. He wants to help them understand. And he does this by using scripture. You know, those ancient words that continue to have so much meaning for us today. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I feel afraid, think I've lost my way, still you're there right beside me. Nothing will I fear as long as you are near. Please be near me to the end. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto 
As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they, then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This was such good news. They couldn't keep it to themselves. They had to go and share of their experience of the risen Christ. It makes me wonder about how we share with others our encounters of the holy. You know, this was not a journey we are meant to take alone. We are a people made for relationship, a people made for community. And that's one of the reasons why we celebrate the Lord's Supper every single month because we come to the table together right we feast together we are reminded together of god's abundant love for us always feed us lord feed us lord in the broken bread be revealed again. Come and feed our hearts, O Lord. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord, with the bread and wine given strength for life. Come and fill our hearts, O Lord. Lead us, Lord, lead us, Lord, nourished here by Christ, given strength for life, come and lead our hearts, O Lord. 
May our hearts burn within us with the knowledge of God's presence, of God's love, always with us. Amen.
Amen. You may be seated. So as we prepare to come to the table today, we're reminded that all are welcome. All are invited to share in this meal together. A few different ways to do that. Uh, first, the ushers uh, will be dismissing you pew by pew to come forward. Uh, when you come forward, simply take a piece of bread from the plate, dip it lightly in the cup, and that way you partake of both of the elements together. Then you can return to your pews by the side aisle. Uh, if that's not a comfortable thing for you, we will also have one of our deacons coming around with little single-serve communion elements. So if you would prefer that, you can simply stay in your pew, and they will bring that around to you. And then third, I know some of you are continuing to bring your own communion elements, which is also fine, so you may simply stay in your pew and use your own communion elements. Lots of options today. Um, in addition, if you come forward, there will be a pl plate in the middle with crackers, and those are gluten-free if that's important for you. Uh, also, I'll be standing here on the side. Um, if you want to be in prayer about anything, anyone, any place, I'll, I'll be there for that. Um, and... I hope I'm not forgetting. Oh, yes, I am forgetting something. We like to sing when we uh, join in communion. So there are a couple hymns listed in your bulletin. If you'd like to join in song, you are more than welcome to do that. So Jesus invites us to come to the table in peace. So I invite you to uh, share the peace of Christ with one another. Our singers already earlier in worship offered us a beautiful invitation to the table. So I'll just add to that, that you are invited to come to the table. Come when you are fearful, to be made new in love. Come when you doubt, to be made strong in faith. Come when you regret, and be made whole. Come whoever and however you are, for there is room for all. So will you join with me? God be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to God. Let us pray. Christ, who was there before the universe was called into creation, Christ, who was anticipated by the prophets and prepared for by the people, Christ, who was born in a manger, baptized in the Jordan, and who calmed storms on the Sea of Galilee. Christ, who fed us all with word, with healing, with loaves and fish. Christ, who died and rose again. Christ, who never abandoned us. Christ of love, it is with you and because of you and in celebration of you that we gather around your table this morning. And gathered as we are, we pray, come, Holy Spirit, come. Bless all of us in our eating and drinking at this table, that our eyes may be opened, that our hearts may burn within us, that we may recognize the risen Christ in our midst and in each other. So hear us now, as gifted by the presence of your Holy Spirit, we offer ourselves to you. And we unite our voices with the entire family of your faithful people everywhere.
we are reminded on that last night with his disciples on that road to Emmaus, as they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And after blessing it, after giving thanks for it, he took the bread and he broke it. And he offered it to them, saying, take, eat, this is my body that is given to you. Do this remembering me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant which is sealed in my blood. It is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it, he said, remembering me. This is the feast of God for the people of God. Come, for all things are now ready. Wait, are you the gluten-free? Hold on, I'm going to take that back. So you two switch. M505. Trumpets of the angels sing The feast is ready to begin The gates of heaven are open wide And Jesus welcomes you inside Sing with thankfulness songs of God's Come in with love and heaven's love and light Take your place at the people of the King The feast is ready to begin
with so many communion options, I just want to make sure everyone was able to be served. Anyone not? Okay, good. So let us be in prayer together. Breathe your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, O God. Having shared this meal together, may we go out from this place to be the body of Christ together. Amen. So we have a lot going on here in the life of the church, and I really encourage you to read what's in the bulletin. Um, they're all great opportunities, and I'd love to stand up here and tell you about every one of them, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to trust that you'll read and get involved in the ways that make sense for you. I am, however, going to invite you to the two things we have happening today. Um, so first, immediately following worship, we're having what I believe is our first, maybe ever, first in a long time, committee fair. Uh, each or many of the committees of our church have set up a table in Finley Hall, um, and they're there just to let you know about what they do in the life of the church. Um, several of them have sign-up sheets. Don't worry, this is not committing your life to something. This is simply indicating that maybe you may be interested either now or in the future. Um, maybe it's becoming a committee member, but not necessarily. Maybe it's just serving in one small piece of what that committee might do. So lots of different opportunities, uh, lots of different chances to learn more about what's going on here in the life of the church. Following that, our Spiritual Life book group has come to the end of their current book. Um, they usually meet on Zoom, but they're having a, a social, a gathering out in our patio area. So if you've been a part of that group, you're welcome to join them. If you have not been a part of that group, but maybe are curious to hear about uh, what they're about, you are also welcome to join them. That'll happen about 11.30 or as, as our committee fair's winding down. Um, so that's what's happening today read more about what's coming up in the future and uh, hope that you will get involved in the ways that make sense for you. So now I invite you to stand as you are comfortable for our closing hymn. That is number 252. So now as we go from this place, know that the love of God, who is our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, goes with us now and always. Amen. <laughs>